0: Hello and welcome to Who Is She?, a podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we want to live. Get comfortable and let's get started. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Who Is She? Today is very special. We have My good friends, Delania and Shayla, we are sitting in a closet. We've just spent the last hour trying to figure out audio and mic settings, but we're here and we figured that we will answer some questions. I did an Instagram poll that you guys sent in and there's some juicy topics that we're going to dive into. Do you guys want to say hi? Hi! (laughs) I'm (laughs) Delania. That's Delania. I love doing this with Danielle for the
1: first
2: time. and looking forward to seeing what she's going
1: to ask okay. us. Okay.
0: This is going to be a surprise, so they don't know what we're going to ask. Yeah. Hi, and I'm Shayla. So we, like, talk about how I know you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So, I met Shayla first. Shayla is one of three sisters. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> and we met at church. And... I was at a point in my life where I was trying to make new friends, and I was really, really just seeking and putting myself out there, and I think there's a whole episode on that that we'll talk about at some point, um, but anyway, Shayla appeared to me at church, and I became... Like a dream. Like a dream. <laughs> like Just Joseph. like a pair. I something in. I appeared to her in a dream. Yeah. Um... And then a couple months later, I met Delania. Um, I was, like, really... It was funny. I was really nervous to meet you. I don't know if, like, Shayla told you that. like, So we were supposed to meet, and then there was, like, an active shooter out in San Jose. And Shayla was really scared to leave her house. This is, like, San Jose Bay Area stuff. Um, And I was, like, oh, nuts. Because I didn't want to... I still wanted to go, and I'm kind of, like, a little bit more... Um, well, I don't know if it was an active shooter. That's what it, I yeah, it was. I remember specifically, yeah. we was, were going to meet at Al mm-hmm. Hardin. No,
2: I remember the helicopter coming over saying like, stay indoors or something like that, but like, I don't That's like, what you told me. No, I know. Oh. That's, I just want to like fact check that because that could be some
0: serious. Oh God, got it. Got serious There was some drama things. going on. There was mm-hmm. drama
2: going on. There was a helicopter saying, stay yeah. in your house and it was weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is totally fair.
0: Right. Yeah. So anyway, we were supposed to meet up at Al Hardin and you said your sister was coming and I'd never met you before. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had met Mariah.
1: Oh, I was the last one.
0: Uh, to have the sisters to meet. I don't. I think so. Maybe I had met you in the same time I met Mariah, but I never pos- hung yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Anyway, right. so Delenia is the oldest sister. Mariah yes. is the middle, and then Shayla is the youngest. And they're the best friends in the world.
2: Best friends in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: she fit right in. Yeah, she did. We. We wanted to, uh, we like to operate in even numbers, so now you're the fourth mm-hmm, girl. Fourth
3: mm-hmm.
1: girl? Yes, good yeah. Good job. I can do
0: math. <laughs> and I like it because each of them tell me their secrets. Oh. That yes, I keep from secrets. the others. Yes.
2: That is um so many secrets. Not that many. Help. All the secrets. No, not that she's many. she's the same she's All the eye of the storm. Ten secrets.
0: Okay. Shall we jump into topics? Yes. yes. Okay. So um, I polled my Instagram audience, so if you want me to answer something, I will do polls from time to time. I'm also going to start a segment called Ask D, which I'll have a Google Doc at some point in my life in my link in my bio, so you can submit podcast topics requests. Um, But anyway, this is where these are coming from, is like crowdsourced from what you guys wanted. So the first one, what's next after breaking up with someone you lived with? Oh. So I've never technically like signed a lease with someone. I've done the like playing house thing. But I think you guys have both lived with someone before. Have you? I, for me it was like three
2: months, so I feel like this question's still. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so I'm I'm still kind of a unique person to answer this because I've never lived with someone that was just my boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. It was only when I got married mm-hmm. and then I moved in with him. Mm. Um, right before the wedding. So, I don't know if I still could give good advice to someone who's asking something like that. I personally have never been for living with mm. someone before a commitment for this reason. And, you know, exactly. It's really hard whether mm. you're married or your boyfriend and girlfriend to have to, you know, break up and then on top of that add moving, mm. which is not fun in general.
2: Preface your backstory and why you're the person to answer this.
1: Uh, because I have lived with one person when I was married,
2: and you got divorced. Yeah, I got divorced, and you had to literally move your life out. I think that's the part. That's what
1: I'm. Oh, getting regardless at. of why oh, when they're
0: living together, like, I see. how did you do that? Um, what was that like?
1: It was. I have to admit, like, I think a lot of my personality came into play. It was like survival mode. You go into just overdrive trying to get all your things together i almost didn't let myself think i just wanted to get out as fast as possible Mm -hmm. get my things um where i wanted them and personally never really have to see or speak to him again so but i think the key to it is to go is to not delay Mm -hmm. don't delay just put your head down one step at a time um ask your friends if you need help ask anybody Just get, you know, get it done.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And the sooner that you get out of that space, it will be hard, but it'll make the healing process happen that much faster Mm -hmm. to not have to commingle with them Mm -hmm. while knowing that you're no longer going to
0: be with them. So the advice is that when it's over, it's over and you should take steps to rebuilding your life. Yes. I think the question, the next, the juicy part of this question is how do you do that? So you move out. Mm-hmm. You're in your own space. Mm-hmm. For you, you took some time with family. Yes. Um, what did what does that process look like? And what recommendations, having been through the other side of it, being where you are now, what would you recommend to
1: really move on from?
0: Um, having yeah, lived rebuilding recently. yourself. You're going from being codependent with someone to doing everything yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I found that um, instead of trying to reject it, embrace it. Mm. That really, I mean, really, really embrace it. Whether it hurts a lot to do it or it doesn't hurt as much, just embrace it. Mm-hmm. And you really will be surprised at how much that helps. Almost like just lean into it. Mm. Don't resist it. It seemed like when we're getting, like, say, when we're getting spanked or something, when we were getting mm. disciplined, it actually. Would hurt less if I leaned into it than versus trying to run away from it because now there's a bigger swing. I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. I never got spanked, so I don't
1: know. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's the kind the concept of just leaning. Um, I
0: get what you're saying. Like you know,
1: bear, you know, bearing down and just uh, embracing, embracing
0: the fact that this is this is the direction that's going. And everyone
1: now knows I'm all for discipline. <laughs> I
0: think I think too something that you said is um, gosh, what was it? It was asking for help. Mm -hmm. So it sort of comes back to like the it takes a village sort of thing. Um, You are going from being sharing responsibilities, living with someone, codependence to now it's just you. You're paying the rent. You're cleaning the house. Mm -hmm. You're doing your dishes. It It might be depending on if you're living alone or living with someone else. It's just sole responsibility, and I think this is, like, a really good time to, like, build community, reach out to people, make new friends, and also lean on your existing community. So, if you have family nearby, it's okay to ask for help. If you have friends nearby, even, like, logistically of, like, moving stuff out of your house. Yes. And the things that, like, I mean, as a woman... This is real, really specific, but, like, I'm just imagining that that woman who is finding herself in a place where she has to now figure out her life and get everything out of her house, like, lean on your guy friends, lean on, if you have family, mm-hmm. to to get stuff from one place to the other, and lean into, like, the village mentality, because I almost imagine, like, I'm, like, on input-output from our, like, mic and had set debacle. Mm-hmm. But, like, you went from having one input to not having at any input. But you have the option to have all these outputs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By, like, reaching out to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my suggestion. I, I can't really. I've gone, obviously, I have a whole episode on uh, how to get through a breakup or my comprehensive guide on that. And I think that's episode two or three. So if you want to look back on that. Um, but I've never lived with someone technically, so I can't, I don't, I can't speak to that, but I hope that answers some of the question. Do you have anything? I would just
2: say building a life with someone in general is really hard. So stepping out of that is difficult Mm. and giving yourself grace Mm. to, um, know and understand that what you're going through and what you will be going through will be hard and mm-hmm. difficult and bringing people in yes I would also recommend really knowing yourself if you can in terms of saving the things that bring you joy and mm-hmm. getting rid of the things that
3: yeah um mm-hmm.
2: trigger you or are a negative energy around you so for me it would be if you have an item that you're moving on with that reminds you of that person, but it still brings you joy when you see it. It's okay to keep it, it's mm. okay to hold on to it. It doesn't mean you're gonna hold on to it forever, but it's okay in terms of like that moment you needing it right now. So just really taking, I would say, the time to give yourself grace and know that it might be quick and it might not be quick.
3: Mm. Um,
2: but it's everyone's different. So if you see something and it brings you joy, great. If it doesn't, get rid of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I there's that like in between where you like are holding on to it because you're holding on to like what used to be, mm-hmm. but it actually is a very painful thing. But it's it's painful hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: I don't think that's the way it was intended for hope to be painful. Like right. That.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very good that you said that. There's something very unnatural about it that we're causing. Yeah. To to keep having.
0: Yeah. And my recommendation is to be get rid of that.
1: I'm honestly the same. I'm a Band-Aid rip-off
0: person. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good job. Okay. A little bit lighter of a topic. Okay. No, it's okay. Next topic is how to build your self-confidence. And I think we probably have very different takes, Share. I want to hear what you have to say first.
2: How to build self-confidence. Oh, gosh. That's a, I mean, that's such a hard one because uh, I wouldn't even know where to begin.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: That's okay. Think Circle about it. back
0: to Think me. about it. What about you, Delaney? Mm.
1: It is a big question. And I think the first thing that comes to mind for me and how I try to work on building my self-confidence is the things that I... Allow myself to read or listen to
0: mm, first and wow, foremost. Wow, that's a good
1: one. That's my fastest thing, I think. That that's is a really good one. Going in and out. It affects my confidence. So that's where I'm Say more it. about that. Um,
0: what does that mean? Because I know what you mean, but yeah. they probably might not know.
1: So, especially given in the society that we live now, we have so much media around us mm-hmm. uh, reading, seeing, hearing. I mean, it's kind of, you know what I mean? Seeing and mm-hmm. reading. And that being said, it's the biggest thing to bring you down, but it's also, I think, the biggest thing, if you know how to use it, to build yourself up. And I love music, and I've noticed that my mood is very sensitive to that, so that was an easy one to go to. If someone doesn't listen to music a lot, they can kind of just ignore this. Maybe they could apply it then to... But too. social
0: media, too. Yeah, social yeah. media.
1: Um And then uh reading i'm really big into reading not just like visual on social media but like quotes and all that kind of
0: stuff hmm. um um bible verses let's see so you're saying that you build your self confidence based on putting positive inspiring things digesting that yes In- or oh, like, visually yes, mentally Audio leaf input versus output, yeah. Input yes. and output, that's yes. our theme. That Maybe is, that's that our is podcast.
3: The theme, I think. That's okay,
1: it's really, really good. Yes,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I feel like anyone, because we're so media saturated, anyone can relate to
0: the sensory things that I'm talking about. Sensory, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, I I want to be really specific on this because I think that this is, this is like a baseline. This isn't even how to build your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. This is how to safeguard your yes. self-confidence. Yes. Because if you are exposed in this area in terms of what you're digesting, every time you might feel good about yourself, you're allowing these different openings of um, negativity to bring that down. So what I mean by that is I used to follow uh, maybe... Three or four years ago, I took my following list. I think I was following a thousand people. Mix of like who I knew in person and celebrities and influencers and stuff. And I went through one by one and I removed every single person that triggered me. That has nothing to do with them. It was who triggered me. So all the people that we follow for body inspo, that's just a, that's a rabbit hole. I unfollowed. Um, I even unfollowed the Kardashians for a while because they were triggering me, but now I'm like, we're cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're friends. <laughs> um, geez. but I would, um, it's a subconscious comparison to what, even if you don't consciously believe that you should look or sound or be like the inputs that you're receiving, it seeps in and there's a dichotomy between your natural design and what you're receiving through your inputs. And at a certain point, I think the human psyche has a problem distinguishing that and makes you feel like you need to adapt more to what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. So I would say be really careful to safeguard. And then in terms of building my self-confidence, I leaned into my human design. So. I leaned into all the things that I knew I was that I believed were good and also the things that I wanted to develop more. So, um, I wanted to be a better friend and so I would host more things and reach out to my friends and have like conversations that had nothing to do with me, but everything to do with them. And that builds my self-confidence because it reinforces the belief that I have about myself of these positive attributes. Physically um, I had a really, really hard time getting to the point. It's, it's so funny. Cause we'll look at pictures of, I'll look at pictures of myself. We'll be doing like our content review that we've done the last couple days. And I'll, I am at the point where I look at myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so cute about myself. Mm. And I just hope that, I hope that so deeply for everyone listening that it's a hard place to get to, but you can get to it. You just have to safeguard And protect your self confidence and your psyche. Um, And so, what I did to get there was remove all the filters. I've talked about this extensively. Mm -hmm. If you're using filters on, God forbid, you're using Snapchat. Just kidding. Um, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, any of the social media platforms, you need to really understand Mm -hmm. what you actually look like. Because if you don't accept what you actually look like, how are you supposed to like it?
1: I really like that. I was. I think that just again that is so prevalent now because I mentioned too, Mm -hmm. like we're so media saturated and that, that bothers me too from Mm -hmm. a female perspective, because obviously females are are doing it the most, I think. Mm -hmm. And it does make me sad. I can understand how it's easy to get sucked into that because we all, we always want to feel like we're trying to be our best selves. And, um, but we're really missing out on like, people recognizing how beautiful we really are Mm -hmm. when I get a compliment I want to feel like they're really complimenting who Mm -hmm. I really am and I see that with you too and I really admire that Mm. you sticking
3: yourself being confident that way
0: yeah yeah and
3: what was the other thing I I had on the tip of my tongue Sheila, do you have anything well I think oh oh I got it
0: um, it's also taking care of yourself. There's a there's a um element of trust in trusting yourself that directly correlates to self-confidence. For example, if you're not doing any of the things, and I'm not saying whoever submitted this question does or doesn't do this. I'm just saying if you never do the things to make your mind, body, and soul feel healthy that's a really hard place to feel good about yourself. If there's, it's not a one size fits all, but for me, if I'm not going to the gym and exercising, if I'm not getting up and putting a little bit of effort into my appearance, and if I'm not doing the things to feed my soul, I have nothing to um, reinforce the idea that I'm taking care of myself, which I think leads to self-confidence.
1: It reminds me of the image that I got in my head was a plant being watered yeah I mean seriously no one's gonna no one's gonna water that plant
0: like you got to water it. And I think this is really good. I think a lot of times, especially and this is the anxious attachment mm-hmm. Danielle five to seven years ago, I would expect others to water my plant mm-hmm. very deep, deep. I would down. expect. And that's why I would post all the selfies and, like, wait for the comments to come in. That's or, why like, filters, I, maybe,
1: is i Yeah, that's why, too. exactly, yeah.
0: is that I wouldn't, I didn't have the capability to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was just waiting for someone else to do it. But the problem with that is that will never happen. And even if it does, it'll feel good temporarily, but you still don't have the trust within yourself. Like, yeah. um...
1: And then we get it now we also are kind of segwaying into like easily getting addicted into social media posts Mm to constantly get that, that fix Mm -hmm. of reinforcement. Um, I've just been, I've been guilty of that a couple of times too. And we all are, but we really just trying to be aware of that is is key to just building your confidence. It's these little things that really do add to the big picture of how confident in your self-worth.
0: Yeah. I think something beneficial, an exercise to like even figure out where you land on this is just really sit down and just try to be vulnerable with yourself and be really, really honest about what is making you feel good. Mm -hmm. Where are you getting like that positive input? And if it's not really from yourself and it's only external, that would be probably what I would recommend your starting point.
1: That's a good that's a good starting I think that's also really helpful because sometimes people could maybe be like, Maybe they've had years of struggling with this, like where do I start? Mm-hmm. Maybe it comes more naturally to some people that process. I think that's really good that you touched on that. Yeah. People to do.
0: I think another way too is um really kind of
3: building Ooh, I spilled my <laughs> teeth. <laughs> um, yeah. is, that, is that
2: the tip of my tongue you can you can edit this right um, she won't yeah. <laughs> this is what we love well I was She's gonna so say I was gonna just say something that kind of was speaking to me while you lovely ladies were talking was it's, it's very easy to look at ourselves kind of negatively inwardly but I think what might help is um, you know talking to our loved ones, in terms of like where they come from and i and I bring this up because i'm I think i'm referring to it more physically mm. um you know i've I think as a woman, especially we have a lot of like self doubt in our physical appearance growing up mm. at times we have to like learn to love ourselves physically, and so I think for me it's helpful to know like where I get my nose from it's like from my grandma, and mm. like my grandma is such a strong woman, and yeah. she had this crazy life growing up and knowing her story just makes me so much more proud to have the nose that I have and like the have the physical attributes that I have and like my mom like my mom has a beauty mark on her face and I have that similar Mm -hmm. beauty mark and like I'm so proud of it because my mom has it and if I didn't have my mom with that same feature as me um and I'm fortunate to have a close relationship with her then I might see that mole differently right Mm -hmm. like I might see that as a flaw versus Mm -hmm. a strength. And so. I think if you're ever in self-doubt of yourself, a, a good way to start is just learning the story and the history of where your attributes come from. And then I think that will help shift the mindset and, and help you see it in a in a more prideful way and and, and own that. So mm-hmm. for me, that's whenever I'm down on myself, I remind myself that it's a strength, not a weakness. Yeah,
1: that's right. It really goes to show how powerful your perspective is. You can look at it one way, you can look at it another way. Mm-hmm. and and. I think really encouraging people to see the power of the choice that they can make with their, you know, how they view themselves.
0: That totally reminded me of when I found the picture, of the the Mm. bikini picture. So my, I found, me and my cousin were on uh, Thanksgiving, my birthday, were looking through photo albums of my parents from like the late 80s. And they were in Hawaii and they were in their, my mom was in her like bathing suit and my dad was in his speedo. And, um, my parents were just like absolutely killing it, but, um, I saw their body shape and it what Shayla just said just totally was a, the exact thing is like, there are things about my body that no one else notices, but I notice very deeply and it's very different than the current standard in terms of like the BBL look. Um, I have what my dad calls loose muscle at the top of my thighs. It's definitely fat. <laughs> <Loose>. <laughs> He's always said, Bless it's loose heart. muscle. Um, and it's its like sort of like a bowl shape. shape. Um, and it kind of contributes to a tiny little thigh gap because it's so round at the top. Um, and no one would ever notice this but me. And then I have really prominent obliques. Even when I like get a little bit more fluffy and I have more fat on me, it's shaped in the shape of an oblique. Hmm. Um... And instead of it sort of concaving in above my hip bone, which is what is typical of what's uh like the prominent hip bones, I'll never have that because mm-hmm. of my shape. And it's there are little things like this, and I don't think this is gonna make sense to the person listening, but it makes sense to me. It's basically just the way that I've seen my body and tiny little flaws that I see in myself. But I looked at this picture of my parents and I was like, I felt so proud because I was like Um, I understand that I am the byproduct of these two people. And in that picture, I was like, dang, they look so good. And they were just absolutely jacked. Like my mom is super curvy. Mm -hmm. My dad is super buff. And I just, it just, everything made sense to me. So it felt, I felt the honor and the pride in my genetics. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I don't know how to get there other than to have a moment like that, but that I, I related to what you said. So yeah. Okay. Next topic. Um, this is good. Feeling distance from your friends as an adult when adult life takes over. So this is like when, um, I imagine this is the transition after college when everyone's like settling into their new lives or even just like distancing from friends as life takes over. What do you guys think about that?
2: What's the question on that? Well, how
0: do you deal with that? Like, um, what do you do? That happening? Yeah.
2: Well, the first thing that came to my brain was Pastor Ron, you know, how he preached on this, how there are some relationships in our lives who work as scaffolding. Mm. I'm going to just get straight to it. The scaffolding when you're building a house is basically the temporary bones that you put in place prior to the permanent material that is used on building a house.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Scaffolding is very important. It is required, necessary, but it eventually goes away so that the final permanent version can stand. Mm -hmm. Same thing in relationships, I believe, is that some, first and foremost, I think it's just important to recognize that some friendships are there for a season, Mm -hmm. for a reason, Um, not all friendships will be forever friendships. So I think just understanding that and putting that perspective onto some things is helpful. Going back to the question of the friendship might still be there or the desire might still be there to be friends, but again, adult life has taken over. I think it's just important to have that perspective, that context and that empathy to know that yes, life will take over, but trusting the friendship, trusting the time, the energy and the effort that's been put into that relationship Trusting that it's going to be strong enough to withstand mm. periods of of um, you know disconnect or whatever else, and just know that if it is a friendship that is meant to last, it will last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's one that you know. You, I, I'm sure we can all think of people in our lives where we might not talk to for months on end, but mm-hmm. when we connect with them, it's like no time has passed. Right. And that's the perfect example of a friendship that is maybe meant to be there or has so much foundation already that it can withstand periods of absence, mm-hmm. so in terms of that, just i don't know having that perspective and um again trusting that relationships will be there or maybe they won't be there, They're but to be yeah, you pretty much summed up what I was
1: thinking. one thing I would probably add is one I noticed for myself was also it taught me a level of intentionality that i uh would not have developed if I hadn't had the incentive of wanting to try to keep that person in my life. Of course, never bending over backwards. You need to know when to let a friend go. But I've noticed that it taught me a level of intentionality because I easily can be one of those people that gets very distracted. If you're not in front of me, you don't, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So I started noticing too that I missed speaking to my friends. So it was not only, yeah, I had, it helped me learn how I wanted to be treated and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it,
0: grew my character in that way. Yeah. I think that um knowing that it's going to happen even when it's not with who you expected it to happen is important. There are people that you'll there's this whole thing about like in college you think that your college roommates are gonna be your best friends for the rest of your life, but you also thought that about the people from a high school. <laughs> and then you also thought about that middle school and that's just the seasons of life and it doesn't um dishonor the relationships that you have or had it just means that you're shifting through like the seasons of life um I have heard I think I've gotten questions before about like what do I do if I'm the only person putting effort forward into this and I what comes to my mind so strongly right now is like When a girlfriend gets into a relationship Mm. or gets married or has a baby, one of those big three Mm -hmm. and the priorities are different. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like you said, Shay, just giving it grace. If you value the relationship, it, it's not, this is harsh, but it's not all about you. Like it should be from a point where you're happy for the friend and if you're not if there's some other animosity or feeling where you're feeling left behind or jealous or um sort of like the green monster of um i guess jealousy um i think that's a self-reflection rather than lending itself to what your relationship is um so I would maybe consider that perspective before um having a conversation with that person about it. I would also say that um if you you can definitely be sad about maybe a relationship turning a season, but it's okay and if that's where it's at like It'll be very clear. So if you're asking for plans and they're saying, "Oh yeah, we should get together and then mm-hmm. it never gets to a point of date and time, that might be your signal. and And I think what is important here is this is your signal that you get to go and find someone who's in the same space of life as you who is available for those things. And that doesn't mean that you're not friends with that other person mm-hmm. anymore. It just means that you have space in your life. To fill it with someone who's in the same season. I had that after college where most of my friends moved away and a lot of my friends were in a relationship, and then there's the whole like marriage wave and the whole baby wave. And I'm 31, Shay's 30 now, it's her birthday weekend. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here in Texas. And the Delaney is 35, 35, 35. Mm-hmm. And so we're at the age where like, we've hit like multiple waves of those big things happening in life. And, um, I feel like I had one right before I met you guys. And when I met the sisters, they were all in the same, we were all single women. Mm-hmm. Um, pursuing faith mm-hmm. and um, looking,
2: fabulous. looking fabulous looking fabulous and
0: trying to have a yeah. um, not a fun time like party but just like try ladies to enjoy like going to restaurants ladies who lunch mm-hmm. like yeah. going shopping like if yeah. we all had the same similar interests your friend who just had a baby six months ago cannot go out
3: Correct.
0: to right. get a drink with you like it's just that's the way life goes mm-hmm. and so it might be a little bit of a a, a okay. sad feeling, but you have space and permission to go find people who are in the same place that can do those things with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know? Good.
2: So good. And then finally on that too, just as a solution, cause I, I like being a solution oriented yes. person. I love everything you just said. Um, also kind of, you know, really committing. And you said intentionality, really committing to a time and a place to get together, to connect if it's possible. Like mm. even if it's a month away yeah two months away Mm -hmm. just being like hey let's make it a point to meet up and do this and i think why i bring that up is if that other person can't commit to that then again that is your
0: yes sign that okay and if they cancel the day of and if they cancel the day of Mm -hmm.
2: you know that's happened to
0: me so many times yeah well and then i know that that's
2: what you're saying exactly and then that's that's how you that's how you can really tell and in terms of how do you find new relationships in adulthood, that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing, but I think also, too, in so so many words, going out and doing things you're interested in yes. is the best way to find people of a similar yes. mindset as you. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. shopping, uh, movies, pickleball, pickle chess,
1: networking,
2: if you're willing into like, a business thing. Another church. Another church. Another church.
0: church. Nether <laughs> church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay.
3: Um let's see.
0: There's a actually a few questions about making new friends as an adult, so I think we should go. That's a natural segue into the next thing. Um I've made videos on this before, and I think what Shay was saying is totally right, is that um go do the thing. Figure out what you want your life to look like. What, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What activities are you interested in? And start doing those things. And the people that are also doing those things are your place to start. And I say this in every, every time I talk about this. This requires you to have conversations with strangers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You are going to need to introduce yourself. And so if that's scary, I get it. Because if it takes practice to get to the point where it feels like normal. But basically, it's you going to, let's say, pickleball. You're going. To, I don't know if they have like a club for that.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure they have. The clubs closed. have
0: like. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Let's say there's a pickleball club or a time that people do the pickleball. You go and do pickleball, and there will be other people doing pickleball, and you just say, "Hi, I'm Danielle," and they'll say, "Hi, I'm Randolph." I love it. I I don't know. Good old Randy. Uh, Randy, yeah, and um, and. And you don't have to, like, make fast friends with people, but you just start introducing yourself to people, and Mm -hmm. maybe you ask a couple questions about them, and then that's that. And then you keep showing up to these things that you actually want in your life, Mm -hmm. and those people will probably also be there. And you keep having conversations, and then from there, that's when the natural, like, depending on who it is and what type of relationship, whether it's friends, mentorship, whatever. Oh my gosh, are you on Instagram? And then you start following each other on Instagram and you see each other's stories and you get to know each other that way. Then you deem each other. and Or it can be like, if you ever want to play pickleball, doubles. Is that a thing? I don't know. Sure, like, what's think your number? Yeah.
2: Think like,
0: yeah. things like that. But I think that there's like this whole mystification of making friends as an adult and it's really not that secret. It's not. It's not a secret formula to making a bunch of friends. You start doing the things you want to do mm-hmm. in your life. Around the people who are also doing those things, and you talk that's mm. it
3: <laughs> mm.
2: I think to that point as well, some an exercise that might help if you are afraid of putting yourself out there. I think one of the reasons why there's such a fear of doing that mm. in general is the fear of rejection yeah, nobody likes being rejected, and I think especially um, as women being. Being that you know when we're in our feminine, going out or something, we usually allow, say, for instance, a man to approach us. So the rejection's a little different for us. Whatever. However, what I mean by that is, I watched a story a long time ago of this this guy who intentionally put himself in situations where the likelihood of him receiving a no was high. So Ooh, where that's he that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> where he would, I don't know, ask a brand for a deal, for, for just as uh-huh. an example, because yeah. I'm looking at you as well, knowing that the expectation of them saying no to you, for instance, is probably high. Right. So putting yourself in situations where you get very familiar with no,
3: mm.
2: you get very familiar with rejection, because then at the end of the day, you become um, okay with that in terms of the fear of that rejection starts to fade away. So, in terms of finding new people, new friends, if you've already been positioned in a place where, yeah, you might say, you might get no, but you're not going to, you know, you're not going to die from that, Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that, because then a lot more freedom. Freedom. that's what I was thinking, it's very freeing. You can just, you know, I can go up and talk to, like, a girl who I really like her outfit and say, like, I love your outfit, Mm -hmm. where'd you get your shoes, and maybe she gives me, like, a weird look, which is very unlikely, but maybe she gives me a weird look. I will be immune to that Mm -hmm. because I would have already postured myself Mm -hmm. in a way where I'm okay with it. So, um, obviously, you know, this is strictly in terms of that fear of rejection Mm -hmm. and, and how to overcome fear of rejection.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just repetition. Repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what's the worst that can happen?
1: Exactly. I always, I love that saying for anything, I try to remember myself that like, what's the worst they could tell you? No. Yeah. For anything. Right. When you want to ask, like,
2: oh, should I go ask? Go for it. Yeah. The, the right. The most they could say is no.
1: And ask no for
0: Yeah.
2: And no means no. We know that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> People know that.
2: <laughs> we know that. No means no. But it's becoming more comfortable with that directed at you okay. and not taking it
0: personally. Yes. That's good. Um you said something that I just want to talk about. We'll just get into the juicy oh, gosh. parts of this. Um you said being women, we're trying to be in our feminine. And if you are a woman that wants to be in your masculine, I say go you. But that's not me. <laughs> um and so, um I kind of want to talk about the I think women, girl, women are we've lost a little bit of the art of the feminine energy and the whole idea of a man approaching us mm-hmm. feels very foreign. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask Danielle, and I made an episode on why you're never getting hit on and what you can do about it. Drop that's episode the hanky. 2. I think that's our most popular episode. Go listen. So good. so good. But I've given my two cents on how I get that to happen mm-hmm. because in my early 20s I never got hit on. Never. Ever ever ever. And if it was, it would be like some grody guy, like old guy at a bar, oh, and it was he just was hitting on everything that moved. So it doesn't oh, count. Now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about we want the moment where <laughs> the cute guy who's around our age comes up to us and starts a conversation. And chooses you, right, to do it. <laughs> so I have my whole. There's a whole episode on that. It's like 30 to 45 minutes of that. So if you want to hear my perspective, but I would love to hear your guys's thoughts on the evolution of this happening to you guys and what you have done to develop your feminine energy specifically in interacting with the masculine.
1: Oh my goodness. I really like this question. Um, the first thing that came to mind, that is something that I've had to, I've been, and this means a lot coming for me because I've always been very feminine energy forward. Yeah. And, but still, I've noticed that there was this area that I could work on was when I'd be with a man, like being taken out, like getting to know them. Conversation is very important for the first few times. And I would be almost like too good at carrying on a conversation mm. with them that I would not allow for those moments of silence or just pausing and giving them a moment to step up and ask something about me or comment. and it. So I actually felt I was being very girly. I was very girly looking. I was very girly acting. I am a girl's girl. But there was this assertiveness that I was constantly giving. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't allowing the male energy to pursue me in that way. Yeah. And get to know me. Yeah. In a way that my feminine self really, really did want and yes. still wants. And think it's so healthy for women to allow men to do. And you can be a tough woman still. But still allow the man to pursue you intellectually,
0: because yes. that's
1: so important. That's who you are: is your head and your heart.
0: Yes. If if you're not giving them the space
3: mm-hmm.
0: to pursue you, how are they supposed to?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to go one step before mm-hmm. this. When you are in everyday life situations, before you get the date. Mm. Oh yes. Interacting with just men in life, how do you? How would you say to the Sally Sue listening to get approached by a man?
1: Love Sally Sue. Sally Sue. She's great. Yeah so you know what's interesting too is i can re- i can relate with you i have never really gotten hit on by a lot of people that's not I'm- true no i know i really have not like, like in know, an
2: everyday context right? um
1: yeah I maybe re- you
2: just don't realize it's happening may-
1: I, maybe it's a little <laughs> bit of both because my
2: sisters specifically shayla
1: she's always been really good at noticing when someone's checking me out and i have no idea okay. she's always been good to call it out but i think like I did have a metamorphosis. of Like, I was very shy. I, I didn't always look like this. I've really come into my own the past few years. So, I'm kind of talking about before the okay. past few years. Okay. I really didn't. I don't know if I intimidated people. Or I was just very shy. Yeah. I Maybe it wasn't wearing the most risque clothes. I don't know. Men didn't really come up to me as often as you would think. I had no problem, like, interacting with men and having the one-off, you know, ask me out and everything. But... Not until a few years later, a few, a few years recently, that it started to happen more. But both are consistent with personality. I let them come to me.
0: Okay, but how does that happen? Are you interacting at all or are they just appear? I'm talking logistics. Okay,
1: okay. I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think what the most trend of that would be for me. I think um, they're interacting with me.
3: Mm hmm.
2: They're interacting, yeah. So, first must, must be nice <laughs> to
0: be a
1: Maserati Lamborghini.
2: <laughs> Maserati. <Mazda, what? laughs>
0: uh, answer, Did I answer
2: the? No, didn't. No. no. Because oh. they they do just appear. I would argue the times that I've gone out with you and Mariah, like they will just they will be lying for my sisters, and okay. because they're stunning. Me? You, you guys are stunning. Yes, I feel like Mariah okay. is a really. I good think that's thing what about.
0: I think. What's happening here is you're not realizing that. mean, are... maybe it is. Okay, we're gonna move to Shayla. Okay, <laughs> Hi. I, wait, she recognizes fellow, I don't. Fellow
2: fellow Mazda speaking here. And oh, wait, I actually drive a Mazda. Oh no, yeah, that's why I thought you were saying it.
0: I have, to have a Nissan. We
2: don't need to talk about
0: that. That's Anyways,
2: good. I drive a Ferrari. <laughs> just Clearly. Um,
0: she doesn't for the record, <laughs> her <laughs> car's in the shop, actually. She might have <laughs> to, We're it gonna might wriggle. be, it might be
2: toast. Yeah.
0: Um, no,
2: no. In Jesus name. Uh-uh. Please don't. No. Um, yeah. So I, I think how, mm-hmm. um, I had a similar experience to you in, in terms of dropping the handkerchief. And yes. again, if you don't understand that phrase, mm-hmm. go back and listen to her podcast mm-hmm. because it's so, or her episode two, I think mm-hmm. because it's so good. Mm-hmm um but this was probably I was in I want to say I was in college when this took place but I was out with my cousin my cousin and she and I were at this you know this bar this club or whatever and I really liked my outfit. I thought I looked so cute. Mm-hmm. And this was a newer crowd for me because I was visiting my cousin. So it wasn't my familiar crowd, which was also helpful because I feel like when you're mm-hmm. in an unfamiliar space, you get to kind of decide and who you be, you wanna be. be who you want to be. Exactly. So that happened. And she and I were off to the side. We were drinking our drinks and kind of like just like dancing. And I saw this really cute, this really cute boy from across the room. Mm-hmm. And... He saw me, and instead of shying away, mm-hmm. instead of, like, being, like, oh, my gosh, and, like, really quickly, like, doing, like, a weird twitchy head right. move, like, oh, I can't look. Oh, gosh, I, that's me. Yes. Well, I, I held Could my be. gaze. Yes. And I held eye contact with him, and he held eye contact with me, and I smiled. hmm And that had to have been probably the most, like, eye-opening, literally. It's like a movie <laughs> like, moment. Well, yeah. I mean, it was eye-opening to see how... Simple. Yes. I'm not gonna say easy. I'm gonna say simple. Okay. Okay. Good. Because simple is different than easy. You mean very like subtle. Simple... Maybe like subtle? No. no, I, mean no. Simple. Simple. You know I mean simple. You really mean simple? Simple okay, because yeah. it's something simple to do, but it's not easy to do. Because our initial it instinct, takes a lot of guts. Yeah. yeah. Our instinct yeah. is to like look away. I because mean, we're shy or whatever reason. That is probably in a way
1: why I'm also answered the way that I did. Is mm-hmm. that I don't own stuff like that. Mm. I.
2: I'm neither not aware, or I'm not
1: allowing it.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So, good
2: for you for that. So, I would say, in terms of that, that, you know, in that moment was, it was an interesting approach that I hadn't tried before that really worked. And, um, I mean, nothing came of it because <laughs> another guy swooped in before. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, you were just for the another other guy. guy. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good because that means that you had. The other thing that's at play here in interacting with men is getting yourself to at the point where you feel like you're putting your best forward. Right. You feel you're radiating an energy right. because yes. Yes. It's right. It's not like you just like put no effort and haven't been taking care of yourself not just physically but like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that translates forward to everyone around you. Right. So, so how cool but it was that?
2: it was cool. I mean again, nothing came of either of those situations other than it was enlightening to me to know that that could be a very plausible way for a a woman to sit in her feminine and still put the effort in and dropping the handkerchief Mm -hmm. so
0: and I think what you said is so important because someone could listen to this and be like this sounds so stupid like you just look at someone for a prolonged period of time and that's supposed to happen but Anyone who's had the interaction where you see someone attractive and you immediately have the gut reaction to look away, that's Mm -hmm. the exact thing that we're talking about. Fighting that gut reaction to look away and Mm -hmm. maintaining that connection. That's a very, like, intimate thing to do with someone that you don't know at all.
2: Yes. Especially in going back to this day and age of social media when all we have are screens. It's like having the eye contact with someone is becoming more and more foreign Mm -hmm. to just us in general.
0: So, um, yeah. And I say this in the episode and it's so cringy, but I promise you if you do this, it'll work. They might not understand what's happening, but they'll catch up. Okay. So we're looking at each other from across the room and yes. instead of finding me and Cher like locked eyes, instead yes. of finding the urge to look away, this is what I do. No. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, No. <laughs> I'll maintain eye contact. Then I'll, I can't stop smiling. So I'll smile and then I'll go,
3: Oh! Oh,
2: my God. And I mouth
0: high. <laughs> oh, my God. From across the room. I
2: just got tingled.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. Danielle. I know. Goodbye, mommy. And that's a way to use your oh, your female assertiveness. You're dropping the handkerchief, which, again, go listen to episode two. But it gives the man a signal, like, hello, I'm locked in on you, and I'm interested in interacting with you. And if that man is available... hmm which hopefully he is. Because available means a bunch of different things, whether they're mm-hmm. in a relationship of some sort or emotionally, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if that man is available, I promise you he will come over. It works yeah. every time.
2: Because there's because you've literally eradicated any fear of rejection right. for that man. That's
0: why they don't approach. right? Fear of and,
2: and you also, to your point, you maintained your female
0: energy. You didn't
1: go to him physically. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect in-between, exactly. which I feel like is exactly how... Yeah, I get, I get it. That's you want to set them up for success and vice versa. That's really, yeah. really.
0: That's called woman game. Oh, what? I just branded it. Oh, like you know man. how men have game. That's our version. Which okay. should just be game. Yeah. That's just game. Yeah, but it's like lagging. if a it's guy wants to like
1: genderize
2: it for herself.
1: I don't know. I just. I I think wow, I did not know that about you. Just it's a newer thing. Oof. it makes me realize how shy I am, and that's also something I think is um. Maybe. Or I'll wave.
0: Your I'll wave. You'll wave? Yeah, I'll do this. Like, we'll look at each other, and then, again, I can't stop smiling. I'll go. Oh, my. Oh,
2: God. that's. <gasps> Wait, do you remember
0: when I we think were. the high was a little bit. Let's try the high. The high is sexy. The high is sexy. The wave is, like, maybe she wants to be friends with me, but it's still, like, it's, the like. The
2: wave I'm... is, like, also a little, I think the wave is a little harder To to communicate, because, like, haven't you ever had that awkward moment when you think someone's waving at you? I was going to say, say, they're they're not. And they're not. But how flattering is that? If he was like... Yeah, but, like, I think naturally our instinct is to say, oh, it wasn't to me. Otherwise, like... You know? I don't know. Just be careful with that one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm just envisioning... I'm remembering the moment when I was in the gym, and it... I saw so I saw someone I knew coming up, so awkward. And they're walking behind somebody that's happening to be looking at me, and I'm smiling all of a sudden, getting ready to talk to
2: them, and they think I'm doing it to them. It's so awkward.
0: Well, that actually is, really, <laughs> that's a really great point. So there was it, this is like a couple months ago. There was this, and this is a whole other podcast episode. But okay. when you change your mindset of there are no hot men, no hot available men in my area, too, there are abundance of hot, available men. I swear to you, they appear everywhere. I saw one in Togo's the other day. In the middle of the day. Anyway, mm-hmm. so a couple months ago, this really cute guy was walking into the gym. And I never met him before. Um, And I, I didn't do everything that I wanted to do because we were literally, like, drive-by passing. Like, mm-hmm. walking. So he was going one direction, I was going another. But I'm trying to, like, flex this muscle of doing uh practicing this yeah and so I guess what I'm trying to say is I did this smiling thing and it's really cool to watch them digest that because no one's doing this mm.
1: you are so right
0: like yes I feel like we've lost the interaction between masculine feminine male female the way it used to be because we didn't used to have apps we didn't used to have texting we didn't Like, all the things, Mm -hmm. so the way that a man would get with a woman is to do the things that we're talking about. So by bringing it back to the old school, like, if you smile at a man like this, he will, it will just make his ear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I was doing this thing where I'm passing this guy and I'm smiling at him and I watch him digest this in real time in, like, two and a half seconds and he goes... And it's like... You can't see my face. She smiled. He he, like was so perplexed, but like amazed and happy at the same time, all Mm -hmm. in like two and a half seconds. So I'm just saying, this will also like set you apart from the crowd.
1: And you know, to your point too, with his reaction of how it's becoming more foreign, his reaction was affirmation of that. If it was more commonly, would have instantly reacted. Yeah. You know, but they are starting to slow down and it's affirming what you're saying. It's not happening as often. And I will say I'm proud of myself even though I'm shy. I have been practicing that. Mm. I've been trying to maybe not lock eyes, but do as as I'm walking past them, smile.
0: Mm. And
1: I'm, that's my first little step. And yeah. I am and it's fun, funny to watch their reactions. They are kind of taken aback.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: that's
0: good. I used to do the nod, the, like the, the bro nod. Yeah, oh. I, did, I would say the bro nod. Yeah. To every, Yeah.
2: I don't think the bro nod. Is it's not. It's
0: bad. Do not keto. do the bro nod. You know, it's all trial and error. Avoid. Well, She's I used trying. to be so mean in the gym. Oh. Like Wait, I would you be were like, mean? Oh, not mean to people, oh, but I was like, like, do not talk to me. Don't. You're one of to those me. gym girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and there are, you know, a lot of them. It's fine if that's what you want.
0: Yeah. 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 Right. I'm just. We're talking about if you want to be approached by. Yeah. Him. I was gonna, gonna say
2: you can't. You I can't ever take any them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this was great. I think we're coming up on an hour here, so I think that will be good. Do you guys have any like final thoughts, feelings, emotions, questions, concerns? Blah,
3: blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Well, I just hope I didn't
0: say
3: anything that'll come back to bite me in the booty. You won't. Okay. No. Yeah, it I
2: won't. got to gotta be very
0: mindful. Okay. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm, 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 brandless.
2: Oh, she Look is out. brandless. She can, can do, she can be offensive
0: if she wants. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for, uh, tuning in with us. I'm really hoping this audio comes out. If not, then, um, just bear with me cause am I'm, I'm new to this and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it. Word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, I'd love you forever. Okay, love you, bye.